Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Ramos. And so we're back today. Today is Juneteenth. That's what we're going to open up with. That's going to be our Today in History. I usually do it last, but I'm going to do it first today because I think that's important. June 19th is the day that uh, slaves found out they were free. Now, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed January 1st, 1863. But the slaves didn't find out until 901 days later. 901 days later. That's going to be our first number. It should be June 19th, but I think 901 days, it just sounds a little bit more dramatic. 901 days from the issuance of the Emancipation Proclamation the slaves found out that they were free. June 19th, 1865. And so, obviously, this is huge. Because at that time, just about 200,000 African American men served in the Army and Navy on behalf of the Union. I think they would want to know about this, right? At that point, there were almost about 4 million estimated number of enslaved people in the United States in 1860. That's according to CNN. That's where I'm getting this information from. You go, wow, like 901 days? What What are we doing? Y'all couldn't tell us this ahead of time? Of course not. I'm sure they had their reasons why they didn't want to. But I'm just sitting here thinking about the discrepancy Right. Or disparity of what these days mean to different people. So some people are looking at this like this is our Fourth of July, like for black people or African-Americans. Like this is our Fourth of July. This is when we found out. And um, it's like, well, just because you didn't know something doesn't mean that it it didn't happen. Right. So it was signed in the independent to happen, even if you didn't know about it. But it's just something where you just felt like the information was withheld. So, like, I'm not going to be a part of the people who withheld the information from me. Right? And I think that's why people are gravitating more towards Juneteenth now more than ever. Also called Emancipation Day, also called Freedom Day, Day of Jubilee. And so this, this Juneteenth has actually been celebrated since 1865 when it happened it's been a state holiday in texas where i currently live since 1980 but now it has become a federal holiday thanks to good old joe our president joe biden so here we are june 19th 2021 Celebrating independence a little bit early on the calendar, but a little bit late in history. 901 days to be exact. It, it will buy some, uh, maybe some good faith for Joe Biden in some communities and not so much in others. And that's going to bring us to our next number, which is Joe Biden's approval rating. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's 55%. And they say that's 
his lowest mark since he's taken offense in January. He's like, hey, you know what? Let me garner some some goodwill from some people at least. Let me push this Juneteenth federal holiday out. And let me get a higher approval rating. Maybe. Right? We hope. So, me personally, I just want the, the president to do a good job. Right? Go in there, do what you can to help people. Now, I was talking to some buddies of mine yesterday, right? And one of them's a principal, one of them's a teacher. And he said that as long as we do what's best for kids, then everything else will take care of itself. Everything else will take care of itself. So we just look at, I take that and I go, well, as long as the president and the cabinet and the Senate, House of Representatives and all of those people who are involved, as long as they do what's best for people, then we should be fine, right? No big deal, right? Nothing to see here. Well, and I posed this question to my friend that's made the statement. I said, well, some people, what they think is what's best for kids may be different, right? This person, this board member here thinks one thing, this board member here thinks another thing. But he told me, he said, well, all right, if it's not about me, we try to go with what works best, right? Maybe you could put it to a vote. We try it. If it doesn't work, guess what we can do? Well, we had another suggestion that was still pretty good. Let's just go and try that. But if it's about that person, if it's selfish, if it's about me, so to speak, then they're always going to want to make sure that they come up with the solution, that they have the headline in this case. And I was like, oh, okay, so you just look at that person like, oh, yeah, you're not about kids anyway. You know, never mind. You're not you're not for the kids. Right. It's about you. It's about the headline. It's about the credit. So. Coming back to our original, our number here and our subject or topic, I just hope the president does what's best for the people. Right. Regardless of who gets credit, regardless of whose idea it is or was, just do what's best for the people. Right. Do what's best for the people. Be human. Think about it from these different levels and different aspects. Right. Not what's best for all the rich people or what's just best for the poor people or what's best for business owners. What's best for entrepreneurs. We'll see what happens, right? He's only, what is this, six months into his presidency? He's still got three and a half years or so. So that's my two cents about good old Joe, our president, good old Joe Biden. And so that brings us to our next number where we talk about talk about these relationships between people, right? And so I'm going to tell you a story. So I talk to my brother almost every day shout out to troy he made the music for all of the the episodes the intro the outro shout out to troy my brother uh, he was buying this gift for my dad for father's day a couple of things he was at uh at a store and he's looking at stuff and he's on the phone with me he's like man look at this i got this elmo shirt right now my dad is huge right very muscular swole as they would say down here not like me I'm all right, but he's like running back. And I'm like, yo, 
buy the Elmo shirt and make sure when you give it to him, I need to be on video. I need to see this. All right. So I'm like, buy the gift. And so he gets, he gets the Elmo shirt, this big lime green Elmo shirt. And of course he finally gets to my dad and he's got me on the phone and he gives him the gifts, right? I know Father's Day is Sunday. Shout out to all the fathers. Uh, baby Carter, my first born, my son will be here next week. So prayers for me, right? And so he gives him the shirt and he just has this look on his face. And I am just dying laughing. I mean, it was so funny, so funny. And sometimes, you know, you give those gag gifts, right? Just to kind of, it's more about the moment than the gift, right? It's about the laughter. It's about the smiles you put on people's faces. And of course, he got him some, uh, he got him some Air Max, some nice, real, you know, a quote unquote real gift. But I just thought it was so funny that he would just get this shirt and we just wanted to see the look on his face. So speaking of gifts, right? The United States got a gift from France 135 years ago. That's our number here, 135 years. What kind of gift would you have to get to be able to last that long? I'll tell you, the Statue of Liberty. Yes, the big one in New York. 135 years ago, France gave the United States this gift as a gesture of goodwill and friendship, right? And so 135 years later, they're giving, uh, not giving, lending a very, very miniature size in comparison to the, the real one, different version of the real one, right? They said that there's a black one with a lantern, okay? I'm not here to get into that today. But the Statue of Liberty that we got in New York City, they are lending us a very small one. <laughs> it's 10 feet tall, right? So small is relative. As another gift of goodwill with everything that's gone on in the world over this past year and a half or so, it's going and it's getting shipped to New York. It'll be there, I think, until the 4th of July, and then it's going to D.C. And it'll be in D.C. for 10 years. And this was just all about, hey, you know what? It's been kind of rough. It's been kind of difficult. You know, Brexit and all of that stuff going on over there. And that's still an ongoing thing. That's not over. But France goes, you know what? We got some buddies over there in the United States. Let's give them a gesture of goodwill. Let's send over another Statue of Liberty. A very small one now. And gift giving in these good gestures, right? It's a part of relationships and building bonds. Like, I don't necessarily expect my dad to wear that shirt, but the shirt signifies something that's uh, bigger in the grand scheme of things, right? It's just kind of a, it's a thank you for all of the, the good times we shared and all the laughter and all the fun. And so let's keep that going. Because, I mean, when you... You've got somebody who, who's building a, a multi-million dollar business. They don't, they don't really need anything from you, right? They don't, he can buy whatever he wants, right? Shout out to my pops. 
So this is more of a, a gesture of, you know, thanks, Pops. You know, it's been fun. Hey, let's have some fun with this. Because my dad, if you've ever met him, all he, he tells stories all the time. A lot of them true. Well, all of them true, really. All these stories, and he likes to make people laugh. So we thought we would get him something that would make him laugh this time, right? And I feel like I'm actually a really good gift giver. That's another one of those underrated friendship qualities. I talked about that in the last episode, episode 12. Underrated friendship qualities. Definitely check that out on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And hopefully YouTube very soon. So I feel like I'm actually a really good gift giver. I think my wife would agree. I hope my wife (laughs) would agree. And so I always try to think, all right, what is something that could be meaningful, something that's creative? Because anybody can give cash, right? We all love cash. We all love gift cards because you can just use them and you can get whatever you want. But I think, and this is my thinking behind gifts. You want to do something that's meaningful and creative. Okay? Meaningful and creative. If you're going to give gifts, gifts are a part of relationships. It doesn't always have to be something expensive or shiny. But meaningful and creative, people will appreciate that. At least that's what I found. People will appreciate that you thought of them and that you went, oh, dang. Like, I didn't even know you were listening about listening to that. I didn't even know you knew about that. So my wife, shout out to Kia. She was on episode three. She talked about this, I don't know, this Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. She was just talking about how she always liked it. So I got her one, one time. I think it was for her uh, birthday. I think it was for her birthday. Now, I'm not sure. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure how much she actually liked it. She'll probably never wear it, okay? And that's fine with me. You don't necessarily have to get wear the gift out. Do whatever you want with it, right? It's yours. But I know for sure that she appreciates the fact that she knows I was listening. That I was listening, that I heard her, and that I tried to be thoughtful in what I did. So gift-giving, relationships, all of that stuff is very important. And especially when you have conflict, sometimes these gifts can make things better. But you don't want to fall into the mistake of every time there's conflict, now somebody expects a gift. I mean, I don't want to fall into that. Now, if you want to do it, hey, that's up to you. I wouldn't suggest it, though. And speaking of relationships, right? There are tons of videos on YouTube that have bloopers now for me specifically i was looking at news broadcast bloopers and it goes from people laughing hysterically where they can't stop to people being blown over by the wind to people dancing in the background and doing crazy stuff to I mean, just a car almost hit somebody and they're like part one, part two, part three of these. And you can find them. I mean, they're all over YouTube. This one guy was like a fly flew in my mouth. This one lady had the hiccups. 
And I was just so intrigued by this 19 minute and 29 second video. That's our number here. 19 minutes and 29 seconds of bloopers. And I was like, why? I mean, and these videos have millions and millions of views. Why do people like these videos? And I started to ask myself this question and I go, you know what? When we watch the news, what do we think of? We think of like seriousness. We think of people delivering stories that are, you know, sometimes things that you don't necessarily want to know, but you kind of need to know. We think of like hurricanes coming and temperatures outside and there's a killer on the loose. There's all kinds of stuff on the news, but usually it's not really fun or good stuff unless you get to the sports, of course. I liked how you kind of could see mm, the relationships through these uh, these blooper, bloopers or these mess ups, right? Because usually if somebody messes something up and you all have a good relationship, then it can kind of be really, really funny. It can be really funny. It can be a gag. Everybody can just laugh at it, laugh with you, even if you say something crazy, which happens on these videos. You get to kind of see the inner workings and the authentic relationships of the work environment, right? Because you never know. They have to be professional when they're on screen normally, but when these bloopers happen, it just, the personality just comes out. You just see who these people really are, right? When something messes up or just happens out of nowhere. And people want authenticity. That's why people watch these, uh, a lot of YouTube channels where people just live their life, these vlogs. And then that's what people were seeking with reality TV until people started to realize that reality TV wasn't really reality. People love to see the inner workings of others' lives because then you kind of go like, dang, like I'm not the only one. Or those people, they're just like me, they had these same kind of problems. So when you look at the news and they're usually really buttoned up, very serious, we get to see kind of this fun part where they're just rolling and you can see like, okay, who can hold it together? Who can keep the, the story going? Right. Or who is going to just completely fall apart in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. Once things start to happen and the ball gets rolling and you you can't you can't pick it up. You really see who can who can handle it, who can. And I mean, just go on YouTube, just write news bloopers and you will find so much. Now, that can go the other way, too. This one reporter was talking to some people in an apartment building and the lady just kind of she said some stuff. And then the person who owned the apartment said some stuff and then the lady walked away. Right. So the guy back in studio says, well, hold on now. Go grab her if you can. He was talking to the reporter that was on scene and he was like, well, what 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 do you what do you want to know? And the guy in studio says, well, I can't tell you how to do your job. And I was like, ooh, man, that's, that's, that's bad. I was like, well, what do you want to know? What do you want me to ask her? Well, if you're going to be a good reporter, just be a good reporter. I can teach you some things when you get back here. I'm like, oh, no, he's flaming this dude on the air. Right? That's probably live happening where 
everybody can hear it. And he is just killing this guy. I'm like, well, that bridge is burned. That relationship ain't great. So you kind of see the inner workings where it could go either way. But I don't know why. I just, well, I just explained why. I just loved watching this, this very funny news blooper reel where people were just, I mean, whatever you could think of. I mean, people were falling down, falling into a river. Nah, that person didn't get carried away, but you know. Two more things. If you haven't heard of Shakari Richardson, this woman is fast. Now, I saw a video that said she might be the fastest since Flojo. Like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She's got to prove it because Flojo was incredibly fast. World record that still stands today. Shakari Richardson, Shakari, is an American sprinter, and she runs the the one hundred. And she's got these long nails and long lashes and this long, colorful hair. Always colorful. And she's super girly and she's well-spoken. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's representing. She's got all these tattoos. I mean, you wouldn't know if she was just walking down the street. She was this Olympic qualifying sprinter. She'll probably win probably gonna win and so i just was like wow so i wanted to bring that name up here for my listeners for you all the audience shakari richardson i mean even if you don't care about track and field or athletics or anything like that just google the name you can go on youtube i mean a sprint is 10 12 seconds just watch her destroy the competition Right, I talked about Paige Beckers before the season started, and look what she did, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sha'Carri, Sha'Carri Richardson, just go check her out on YouTube. Watch her run and just be amazed. Now for our last topic, one very near and dear to my heart, video games. <laughs> Now, our number here, which is not necessarily a number, is E3. Now, if you're into video games, you know what that means. E3 is an event that's more like a showcase. A showcase is a bunch of new games that are coming out, things that have been talked about, that maybe people have seen the trailer once or twice, and it just showcases all of these new games. There are a couple here that I just wanted to touch on. Briefly, Elder Ring. Now, this game looks massive. And it looks very um, kind of Elder Scrolls-like. If you're a Skyrim person, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and it's supposed to come out January 21st next year. And so, it just looks amazing. There's a lot of you know fighting. There's horses. There are different kinds of uh, enemies. So, Elder Ring, check it out. Starfield is very uh, more interstellar, like, right? It's more, it's kind of sci-fi, but it's based more around reality. So that's another one that I was like, ooh, that looks interesting. 
Breath of the Wild 2, of course, cult classic, Breath of the Wild 1, amazing game. For the people who are Marvel fans, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming end of this year. And then Avatar is actually getting the game years and years after the movies have come out. And they're making sequels to Avatar. They're going to be like four back-to-back sequels that they're all filming at once. That's amazing. I remember when Avatar came out, I was so against it because I found out how much money they spent on it. I was like, no way I'm going to see a movie that was $400 million. I think that was the number. I was so naive. I didn't know how much money they spent on making movies. <laughs> so, you know, there we are. Halo Infinite, of course. Halo is is Halo. It's been a staple in the gaming community since the very, very first Xbox. That's definitely going to be one that people are paying attention to. Outer Worlds 2. So Outer Worlds, the first one, just came out, and it's been doing pretty well. Rainbow Six Extraction, that looks like it's going to be pretty good. Look kind of more like a you know one of those zombie, vampire kind of deals. But Rainbow Six always puts out solid games. So that's going to be one that I'm looking forward to as well. Now, this last game is very near and dear to many people that I know because I grew up playing this game and I still play it a little bit now, but it has gotten so bad. And that's Madden. Madden 22 is getting a complete overhaul. Thank God. Because Madden 19 was terrible. I didn't play Madden 20 because I knew it was terrible too. I mean, I played it for like five minutes. I was like, this is the exact same crappy game. I'm out of here. And I feel like Madden 21 on next gen was better. I was okay with it. I still didn't play it much, but I thought it was better. It was cool. Madden 22, we got our coaches. We got the OC. We got the DC. And I'm just so happy about it. That's where we are. Also, if you want to know more news on the new Maddens, Eric Rayweather is a great channel that I follow on YouTube. So definitely check him out. Uh, But that's going to be it for us today. Voila. Episode 13 in the books. Now, episode 14 is going to be me, Kenny, and Derek doing our next rendition of the NBA playoffs. Right? We got our conference playoffs, conference round happening. And there's so much NBA to talk, but I wanted to make that a separate episode because it's going to be, it's going to be so much. It's going to be so much. I mean, there's so many injuries, the Clippers. Oh my goodness. Have finally done something with their organization. There's going to be so much to cover in that episode. That's going to be episode 14. That's going to be recorded Monday. And so definitely be on the lookout for that. Check it out. This is the Living Numbers Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, comment, download, everywhere you listen to podcasts, and also here, hopefully, on YouTube. Definitely check it out. Share it with your buddies because it's a great podcast. We're having a great time. Help them to have a great time too. 
This is your host, Tony Rambles, and I will see you all in the next one.